Hi, I'm Deirdre Valden and this is Confronting Coronavirus, a daily podcast on the COVID-19 outbreak. The New Doll Committee on COVID-19 elected its chairman, Independent TD Michael McGrath, this week. Next week, it will begin to call witnesses to answer questions on the government's response to the pandemic. The first witnesses include Chief Medical Officer Tony Holohan and Chief Executive of the HSE Paul Reid. Maria O'Halloran is parliamentary reporter for the Irish Times. Marie, you've been looking ahead to the, the work plan for the Dáil Committee on COVID-19. What's in the committee's sights? Well, I think the committee uh, are start, going to start with officials um, from the Department of Health, which so to be the, the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Tony Holohan, the Director General of the HSE, Paul Reid, and um, also they're going to deal with the, the Secretary General of the Department of Health, Jim Breslin. And their immediate concern at the moment uh, they want to focus on first is the whole issue of uh, testing, contact tracing and the issues around that and the difficulties that have emerged from that. There are 19 members on this committee and it, it took a while to elect a chair and agree this work plan, didn't it? Well, actually, it didn't take too long to elect the chair. The 19 members, there are, there are four from Fianna Fáil, four from Sinn Féin, four from Fine Gael, the government party. And then each of the other parties and groups has one member each. So there's one each for Labour, the Social Democrats, uh, Solidarity People Before Profit, Green Party. And then there are three different independent groups, the Rural Independence, the Regional Independence and an Overall Independence Group. So they each have one member. So they went into the meeting and originally the first person to declare, Sinn Féin had declared that they wanted David Cullinan to be the chair. And there were indications that John McGuinness and Fianna Fáil wanted to be in it. There was consideration given to Roisin Chortall, Social Democrats, as a kind of consensus. Then what happened was they went for the David, they, the, there were only two nominations finally made on the, on the morning, and that was David Cullinan uh, for Sinn Féin. And then independent um, Michael McNamara was nominated by the Green Party. And uh, there were six votes for David Cullinan, 12 against Michael McNamara abstained. And so the four Sinn Féin people voted for uh, David Cullinan as well as Roisin Chortall and Bridge Smith. But the remainder, which would have been Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael and the other groups voted against. Uh, and then um, Michael McNamara was nominated and, and agreed without a vote. So that happened very quickly. And then they immediately went into private session. And that's when I think all their difficulties started because... They, have, they come from very different political ideologies and there were different interests as to what they wanted to consider. OK, so uh, you mentioned that Tony Hullen and Paul Reid um, are, are, are among the first witnesses. They're, they're going to be asked about testing, tracing and, and congregated settings. What are the, the committee going to be looking to, to find out from this? Well, I think they want to see what the government has been doing because initially everybody was very on board with um, what the government was doing in the immediate shock of the pandemic and how to deal with it. And uh, they didn't want to be pressurizing and, you know, with various uh, programs and uh, strategies were being developed. But as time went on, are there concerns now about the contact tracing and the, um, the testing and the levels of numbers and the promises about the numbers that would uh, be uh, tested and the re- returns and there's just so many stories and it's constantly in the media in our own newspaper and other media 
uh, about the difficulties of getting results and uh, back. And th the questioning will be all around the strategy around that. They want to find out what the plan is and how they're going to deal with it, because this, as we all know, is vital to reopening of the economy. In the past, going before some of these committees has been the equivalent of facing a firing squad. Will this one be any different, do you think? Well, it remains to be seen because it was one of the members of the committee uh, did say about this that, an, an, that this is an opportunity for TDs who felt that they haven't had a chance to seriously raise concerns because there had only been one meeting of the doll each week and that they had an awful lot of pent up words. And there's a real concern that they don't want to turn it into a firing squad. There are issues about, you know, I suppose parties involved are saying we don't want to have a blame game and the other parties are saying but people have to be held to account but they're going to operate on the basis of the way they operated the um, eighth um, amendment committee and they want to to do the, with agreement on around timing that each grouping would ask questions within a certain format and for a certain time and the hope is to elicit information without um, it being a firing squad or an, an arena of that event but it remains to be seen and it also remains to be seen will the parties uh, grandstand is it all about creating profile or will they actually um you know will it be just a talking shop because at the end of the day they want to be seen to be effective they are going to get a huge amount of attention because they are actually the only committee in existence at the moment and will be at least until the government a new government is formed they also have an interest in, in looking at uh, the coronavirus as it applies to the construction uh, sector, don't they? Yes. What they're going to do is they're bringing in the Construction Industry Federation. They're going to bring in the unions who are representing the workers on those construction sites. And then they're also bringing in the Health and Safety Authority. And that will be the third session in the afternoon uh, next Tuesday. And the plan is to see how they are going to manage to actually work and do this uh, social social distancing while at the same time maintaining um, uh, the protect, to protect the workers on the site. And um, it'll be up to the, in, you know, the, I presume the Health Safety and Safety Authority will have a major role in this in determining um, the positions and the strategy and how they operate these systems so that they can do it without um, putting the endangering their workers which will be a difficulty because the Construction Industry Federation it's, as itself has already said that uh, their levels of productivity will be greatly reduced in efforts to um, maintain social distancing. And I understand thousands of uh, construction workers have undertaken online courses in terms of preparation for social distancing and all those health and safety concerns. Of course, the committee itself is going to be bound by the, uh, you know, um, measures to to prevent the spread of, of coronavirus. Is, is that going to present a problem for, for the operation of it? Well, uh, it has already because um, they are they, they can only sit in the doll chamber. And, uh, you know, even at the first session yesterday, Pierce Doherty, when he was nominating David Cullinan, he said his instinct was to stand up because he was in the doll chamber. Uh, whereas they all sit in the committee and they've all, all the members have said, or some of the members at least have said that when you're in committee, uh, because it's a much more, it's a smaller, it's a more intimate uh, um, atmosphere, they're closer together, which ironically they, they, they can't be, which is the whole point of it, that they're actually much more 
they're inclined to be much more collegiate because they see the Dáil Chamber as a sparring chamber, as an arena, as a battleground. And, and, you know, the groups all sit opposite each other. So there's a difficulty in that. And I think that will create some difficulties and they will have to um, adjust their natural instincts, I think, in the Dáil Chamber. The committee is likely to get a lot of attention, Marie, because of the subject it's investigating, but also because it's the only one sitting at the moment, isn't it? Yes, that's it. It would be very high profile. And, um, you know, that I think there were some concerns because they were in committee for in private session for so long, arguing back and forth over how they would deal with issues, who would come up first. I understand government party felt it would be appropriate for the Taoiseach and the Minister uh, for, for Health to come in first. And the, most of the majority of the other parties were insisting, no, that, uh, you know, they, they question them each week in the doll and that they really wanted to talk to the people who were, I suppose, directly on the cold face in those in those areas. Um, so they want to get to the officials who and the people who are dealing with um, issues on the ground. You know, obviously, the Taoiseach and the minister are, but that because there is an arena in which they can be questioned and held to account, whereas they want to talk to the other officials about um the issues on the ground and of course next week uh, they want to deal specifically with nursing homes and congregated settings and they will bringing in, be bringing in um, you know, the, the agencies for that including nursing homes Ireland and the health authorities the HSE their representatives on it. Uh, skeptics might view uh, the committee as a, a bit of a, a talking shop but but these committees have been very effective in the past haven't they? They have. And I think I think they're all conscious of that they need to be effective, but they're also conscious of, um, you know, that doing this in a lacuna because you don't have a government, their government formation talks on. So at the same time, each party will be uh, at some level, um, particularly the parties going into talks for government, may, they may um, there may be an instinct to 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 show their qualities and their merits um, and then the the opponent the opposing parties also, but uh, there is an onus on them to try and get as much information as they can, and depending on how they operated, um, it could be a very effective committee. And uh, in, in the, the independent the chair, independent TD for Clare, Michael McNamara, uh, will have a job on his hands, keeping a tight rein on the politicians because they all want to speak and they all want to vent and. Uh, raise concerns and there is a difficulty that I, I understand that from the meeting there were people talking about they had to put a strict limit on it and when the committee of the um, eighth amendment um, they actually the members of the committee had on their their stopwatches on their phones to ensure that parties did not go above beyond the 10 minutes through discussion around this issue of do you give a speech do you ask a question and the whole thing is to try and control it so that the same question isn't being asked by each group. So there's a big job ahead there for the chair to control that. And But, you know, they also want to be effective. They will be getting a lot of attention and it's up to them to demonstrate then that they can do it effectively and hopefully in a collegiate manner and not just be a talking shop because if that's what it is, they, they, they in, in theory... At least the plan is that they would run for a year. But because it's COVID-19, they're going to be dealing with every department. Initially, it's the, uh, the health, um, the, the health issues, the contact tracing, the testing, the nursing homes. But they will have to move on to things like they will be moving on to the pandemic payment, 
all the other issues around which affect other departments. And as they do that, um, members may be substituted for other spokespeople who have um, who specialise in those particular areas. So it's up to themselves to see whether they will be, um, you know, it's up to them to prove themselves. Now, people have suggested that because it took them almost four hours to set the agenda and to discover programme, it's not a good sign. But having said that, I was also told that when they established the committee on the eighth uh, ref, um, amendment of the referendum, that they spent a long time and there was a lot of argy-bargy in private session before they sorted out. But as a number of the TDs, members of the committee said, they were getting to know each other's um, ideas, where they were coming from, their interests, and they reckoned it would settle down after that. So it remains to be seen. To what extent do you think um, the, the, the committee will be interested in, in looking at uh, mistakes that were made in the early days of uh, coronavirus? I think that's very definitely on the agenda. Um, I think it'll be an issue for them to deal with in a way that, you know, that there, there, I, there was talk about that they didn't want it to be a blame game. Uh, the government government um, TDs were concerned that this would be the issue, and the others have said others have said we hold them to account. But I think everybody will be conscious of that. The whole system of government and administration was absolutely transformed within weeks, so mistakes were bound to be made, and those allowances have to be made for the, those errors. And that I suppose they just, as errors came to light, they dealt with them. But um, yes. There will be there will be a focus on how they did this, but also they're as they're preparing for the economy to reopen. I think part of the intention is to consider if there is a research, how would they deal with it so that any errors that were made the first time, and um, if the the pandemic returned in any form, may, perhaps later in the year, that they would be ready for it, and any mistakes that were made in the past wouldn't be repeated. But they will be looking at the, you know the, the part of the idea was looking. The, uh, at the committee's remit is to look at how the government responded to the pandemic and to they will look at the the mistakes that were made so they will go back and see what they did and review it and perhaps say right we shouldn't have done this we should have done the other and it depends on it's also again it's up to the members of the committee how they respond to that do they do it in a constructive criticism way or whether they're going to play politics and be bl- do it in a blame game way so it's up for them to decide and it's up then to because you know, they're going to be telling the public what's going on and it's up to them to determine the tenor and the tone of how this committee is perceived and how it behaves. Marie, thanks very much. Thank you. My thanks to Suzanne Brennan, who produced today's podcast. And thanks for listening. Stay up to date with the latest developments at irishtimes.com. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow.